Hello, dear listener. Thank you for downloading, streaming, listening to Spooky News Podcast. My name is Rick Guzman. I'm an improv comedian from New York who woke up to a snowy bag of bullshit this morning. And then upon closer inspection, like it's not really sticking to the sidewalk. So I was able to subdue the rage. Joining me today is the lady behind the beeps, the boops, the buttons, and the bobs. She's a firebrand in and of her own accord. She's Chelsea Bennington. Hello, Chelsea. Hello. How are you? Well, you already told us how you were doing. I was also in that rage at first uh, when I saw the snow, but now it's like, all right, fine, but I'm over it. The snow can end. I hate that. hate that it's here. I have a theory that once snow could not give you a school day, your love for it should quickly diminish. And from, what I under, from what I understand during the pandemic, uh, educators are using Zoom as an excuse to say, we never have to have a snow day at all. So uh, I feel bad for younger people. They're going to get fucked. It's a shame. A true shame. Yeah, because we we would get, you know, even in Alabama, we would get snow days just because the because of uh, sleet and the roads being uh, frozen because um, we didn't have the proper resources to take care of it because there were never, the government was never putting any like budget into it. Um, so we would we would get quite a few snow days just because of how dangerous the driving conditions were. Now, based only on what I've known statistically about the Alabama educational system, would you be learning more if you just stayed at home at, during a snow day than if you actually went into class? I definitely did. There you, there you have it, dear listener. You learn more at home. You learn more at home with, reading the books you want. Reading the books you want and watching movies that only Chelsea knows. So we're doing a tutorial for the first time in a while. Mm -hmm. uh, we've talked about this movie before, and I kind of at least pride myself on at least knowing that things exist, either from uh, advertisements or back in the day when this movie came out, if you're walking through the video store, you'd see the cover and you're like, okay, I know that's a thing. Or the New York thing of, hey, it's on the side of a bus. I know it's real. And Chelsea mentioned Sherry Falls starring Brittany Murphy. And I'm like, why the fuck have I never heard of this movie? Uh, and you told me about it and it sounded interesting. And then finally, it's on Shudder. And I thought, well, we're doing a tutorial episode and the person in the seat is going to be me. <laughs> uh, which is fun. Because like, all right, here's some shit I've never seen before. And uh, if, if you haven't figured out that, I respect the fuck out of Chelsea's opinion. So when she says, hey, Rick, you're going to like this thing, she ain't wrong. <laughs> I'm, I'm very glad to still have that, uh, to have that streak as well, because I feel like one of these days it's going to be a horror movie where I say, you're going to like this, and then it ends up not being the case. But we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Statistically speaking, it's inevitable, but it'll also be entertaining to talk about. Mm -hmm. That is very true. So, so since you're tutoring me, take take the helm, Captain Happy Chelsea. To. Happy to. I love I love this movie. I first saw it um, at a much younger age than I probably should have, because for anyone who hasn't seen or heard of Cherry Falls, it's a 
you know, early aughts um, slasher film. It came around the time of uh, post screen where you had urban legend and the faculty and all of those uh, movies that were coming after it. Um, and it is in a small town where a killer is targeting virgins. Um, so specifically murdering virgins. And your main character is played by Brittany Murphy. Her name is Jody. Her um, her father, who uh, I every time I watch this movie or I see something with him in it, I just want to go back and watch Planet Terror because of how much I loved him in that movie. Be, be, because of Michael Bean. Michael uh, Bean, so good. Forever, forever remains in my mind as Kyle Reese from The Terminator. Fair. But, have we ever discussed your 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 relationship with the Terminator on this podcast? I don't no, think we but have. we should. I don't we think should. we have. Early in our friendship, I, I I discovered that Chelsea had watched Terminator Two multiple multiple times, and mm -hmm. never the original. So mm -hmm. she didn't know about Tech Noir. She didn't know about Kyle Reese stealing a bum's pants. She didn't know about, you know, you meet a time traveler, you're kind of scared of them, but you fuck them by tomorrow. That aspect of the Terminator exactly. was lost on some. You've since rectified this, but I get it, because in, in Planet Terror, Kyle Reese, you know, he's, he's aged quite well over the years. He has. I just love his character, just um, when he's like, we're taking my car, explodes, I'm riding mm -hmm. with you. It's just great uh, delivery, but anyway digressing um and he's the uh sheriff of the town and um essentially these teenagers as you can imagine all start wanting to lose their virginity so that they're not killed um this movie was smart move young smart people. move smart move um which is which is quite the opposite it's already a good like satirical play on the the virgin lives uh trope um but this movie was obviously a nightmare for the MPAA, as so many movies are. They had to cut down so much to get it down from an NC-17 to R, but that wasn't enough. It never got a theatrical distribution, and instead it was a TV movie for uh, USA, USA Network. And that's the first time I saw it, which, as you can imagine, it was edited down. Like there was, there was quite a bit, at least the version I watched on USA for all I know they hadn't, I mean, I can't imagine they would have played it unedited at a time, but who knows. Um, so I had watched it like a few times here and there. I never caught it at the beginning. Um, so I was always putting pieces together uh, whenever it was on TV, never, never got it, you know, on VHS or DVD um so I never had a chance to to really watch it um even on a screen that's not my laptop to be quite honest in its full in its full form so it was so such a was riot this, hmm? was this the first time you watched the unedited version it was not because I didn't yeah, yeah didn't watch it in the most mainstream way is all I'm gonna say so um this was not the first time. Actually, I, I uh, re-watched it just like two or three years ago. Um, so I was excited to watch it again because I always, it, it's such a hoot and uh, it's just so funny. Everything about it. I, the fact that Jay Moore regrets making this movie makes me laugh because I'm like, this is your regret? The this? Fuck, Jay Moore. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, um, especially because he's actually so fun in it. Everybody's really fun in it. Um, I think the dialogue is really fun. I love late nineties, like when it came to like scream and the faculty and this movie and Buffy that teenagers always sound like adults in the way they're there's like really sharp dialogue and like just the things that they're saying um so I enjoyed that about this movie I loved Brittany Murphy being so weird and like a little bit of an outcast but also super hot because that was Brittany Murphy um so I was really excited uh for you to watch it so before I dig further and further I will um, hand it back to you for your first impressions and anything else you'd like to cover. We, we, I, I, I can't leave the Jay Moore thing uh, immediately. Like he does not regret Paul Parazzi, but he regrets this movie. That's right? some bullshit. And he if someone not- wants to fact check me, they can. I know I've read it before that he did not like this movie, but I'm like, really this is just such a fun movie you can't i don't know just because it didn't get a wide distribution but whatever he, he does not regret the incredible burt wonderstone but he regrets cherry falls fuck out of here jay morris i know especially because he is so fun in this movie like you can't deny it the way he just goes class dismissed like so fun anyway again i'm gonna get ahead of myself i will hand the reins back to rick on this carriage last one jay moore regrets making cherry falls does not regret the adventures of pluto nash (laughs) the fuck anyway (laughs) sorry had to had to explore that for a bit. So yeah, watching it, I immediately loved uh, the subversive nature where where virginity that'll get you got. It's so automatically we're we're taking the genre and and we're we're spinning it around. We're fucking with it. We're twisting it on its head and right from the get-go i'm digging it it's not lost on me that the first victim in this film is named rod beautiful that's a beautiful thing we're gonna get a dick joke in right at the beginning that this couple making out in a car they're they're steamy the guy's down to fuck. He's talking some weird, like, fantasy, sci-fi bullshit in his uh, erotic rhapsody for his potential partner. And I'm, I'm, I'm a nerd. I admit that freely. But that's more of a conversation when you're deep in the relationship, not when you're trying to woo some young lady out of her garments uh, for the first time. But maybe, maybe that's just me. But yeah, he gets got, the young lady gets got. And, and looking at uh, the, the, the wardrobe of the killer with the long dark hair and the trench coat 
it makes me wonder if uh, Cherry Falls, at least visually for this killer, inspired the look for the killer in Malignant before all of the oh. revelations came down in that movie. I didn't think of that. It, it just struck me as similar. It could be purely coincidence. I don't fucking know if James Wan saw this movie. But yeah, they just kind of looked the same to me. And then, you know, later on, uh, Brittany Murphy uh, shoots down her potential boyfriend. Uh, like, you know, we've been dating a year, but we ain't fucked. And, you know, like, now we have to break up. And she goes in uh, and, and, and there's Kyle Reese. And I'm like, you're in your home. Why are you still wearing your uniform? God damn it. Um, but Authority. then later patriarchy but wait can we just pause for one moment absolutely um (laughs) how creepy is the mom though flirting with her boyfriend oh yes with the cigarette and everything i mean he was equally as creepy the boyfriend but like that was part of the reason and like throughout the movie where i thought maybe this didn't get released because there was a controversy or a boycott. In the early 2000s, I know uh, the Parent Television Council was trying to stop uh, violence on TV, but I thought if there if there was that kind of uproar about this movie, that would have added to me hearing about it and would have caused a larger response to the movie. Because how do you get young people to flock to watching a thing, tell them they can't do it? But yeah, the mom, uh, definitely kind of pornorific hitting on her daughter's boyfriend and playing into it. And that, that, that fit into the subversive nature of this movie for me instead of, you know, the mom trying to, to guard her daughter's virtue. Uh, she's looking at, at the young boyfriend like open for business. And his, his vanity license plate, which upon first reading was sup nova and then i realized it's supposed to be like an abbreviation for supernova you know didn't get that and also no i'm sorry uh, i was wrong that was the first victims uh but kenny the boyfriend um he had a vanity plate of just his name and i'm like why are these teenagers getting vanity plates but yeah along with malignant uh that first kill reminded me a little bit of zodiac in a way of the car pulling up on, on the makeout hill. And I was like, now you motherfuckers are going to get got. But yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm wondering, I'm like, is Kenny going to fuck that mom? Maybe Kenny should fuck her mom. Mm. You know, there, there, there is that. And, and, and this, is, this is gross. But like, no, but no guy, if he's dating a girl and finds out that she has a hot mom, like, well, if it could happen, we know it's not going to happen. And I've never dated a girl with a hot mom. I will go on record saying this. So we know it's not going to happen. But if it were to happen, well, we know it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think, um, yeah, that part just felt so weird along with the rest of it, which I know you'll get into, but it was just, it's so icky. <laughs> and, and, and I think that helped. And I think that's what separated it uh, a bit from screen uh, in a way in that as groundbreaking as Scream was and uh, influenced a 
huge amount of movies afterwards. This was not that. It, it's similar uh, in genre, but it's clearly paving its own road, whereas some of the violence in Scream seemed almost cartoonish in those original films, uh, home alone-ish in a way. Like you'll see pools of blood, but never knife going through flesh like in the most recent Scream film. Whereas this, you know, you're 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 getting the stabs and 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 the hoop. Uh, I did like when they get into the classroom and I'm like, oh, look at DJ Qualls in there looking cool for once. <laughs> I know. And, and Jay Moore trying to be like, hi, I'm the, I'm the cool young teacher. I'll talk it out with you. I will gag this student with his own scarf, which, you know, I thought was only allowed in the Catholic school of my day. <laughs> I, uh, did I did love that kid, though. And the fact he just kept the scarf on his face. He had some really great comedic moments throughout the whole movie. Mm -hmm. um, later on in the cafeteria, the intergender fight. Um, a bit shocking, but real. People would say things and, and, and it wouldn't be, it, it's wrong, but I, I, and while I never witnessed any in my high school, I could definitely see uh, Queens, New York couples throwing hands if it came to that and when uh you know the the guy was was lying about the girl calling her like a great cocksucker it's like well that i know didn't make it into the tv version that chelsea first saw so, yeah, that's one of the seven dirty words you can't say on tv thanks george carlin um then we get to uh special agent majestic and that was another kind of puzzle piece that fell in place for me. I'm like, are they going for something grittier, something Charles Bronson-y, old man action, Death Wish films uh, because of Mr. Majestic? Or is it a pure coincidence? Or is the writer just a nerd like me? Uh, or Mickey, a freaky Tarantino film student? Like, let's put references to a lot of these other movies and maybe other uh, freaky film fans will get it as well. Um, going back to Brittany Murphy for a second. And, and I was never a huge fan, but I, re I liked her in the types of movies that I chose to watch with her in it. Um, I'm thinking about revisiting her a couple because I never knew. She had a hell of a scream queen in her. The really scene good. where she's be where she's being chased through the lab. Oh my god, the hallway! I'm like, I'm like, holy! Sh how is she not in the the upper echelon of scream queens? Because uh, she's on part with with Sally in uh, Chainsaw, Laurie oh in god. Halloween for sheer uh, screaminess, in my opinion. And you know now that she's dead, it's like, well, shit, she could be, uh, if, if she lived, all of those like romantic comedies that I'm never going to fucking watch, maybe she could have gone back to the horror genre really, and been yeah. embraced by it. And, and at well, I, this point now, 
be like a like a uh, like a Danielle Harris, like a veteran uh, woman in the horror business. Well, if I'm not mistaken, I think the last movie that was um, uh, that she was in the last like two movies. I'm looking right now just to just to clock myself on it. Uh, were thrillers one um I think the last one that was filmed like I think way before her death and was just released significantly after is called something wicked and it's a horror movie so I feel I agree with you where I feel like that could have been where it was going um for her career uh and she was so fun in movies like Sin City Mm -hmm. and uh other things that I had seen her in but the going back to the chase scene you were just saying yeah she nailed everything about that chase scene was great and even oh my god if that was i don't know if that was a stunt person or actually jay moore chasing her but jesus the killer was fast and just watching them run with those long legs and heels like like just going it was one of my favorite things Probably, if I if I were to guess, it was the stunt person. I would guess on the day. Kudos to that stunt person because that that frightened me. I forgot how oh, so fast. <laughs> My favorite part of the movie is also in and around that scene. Uh, Brittany Murphy has gotten away from our killer, uh, who will later be revealed to be Jay Moore. Uh, the movie is over twenty years old. I don't even if you've not seen it, we're not spoiling it. And I believe it was in Fangoria or someplace. No one ever not watched the movie because of a spoiler. I mean, Chelsea mentioned that Jay Moore was the killer before I even watched this movie. And it took nothing away. But Brittany Murphy gets away from the killer. And she cuts a line in the lab. And I'm like, what is she cutting this line to? And a shark that has been suspended on a wire. Not a, not a real <laughs> shark, like a model of a shark swings into the kill into the camera and knocks the killer over and that is that is the funniest thing i have seen since our halloween improv show at the magnet theater i have not laughed that hard oh my god i wish i saw that that. good about something I really wish I saw your laughter and how great was that cut scene where the shark, it just lingers on the classroom. It, yeah. The shark is just swinging. Just, just <laughs> like, like, like the, the porch swing on, in, on, in evil dead. It just, it just it's swings just slightly back into the camera frame. It, it was. So good. If you think the the first victim being named Rod and his name being Tennessee gets uh, what the kids call a chef's kiss these days, that shark for me is like instant classic. It, why why isn't Alamo showing this uh, presently? But thank you, Shutter, for that. God damn! And we go a little further in the film. Uh, I did like that uh, after this attack where the killer, he, he's carving virgin into his victim, letting him go, we're, we're after virgins. Uh, and he just 
he, he started the V on Brittany Murphy's leg. She's she's at Kyle Reese's sheriff's office, and there's someone there making a false confession. Oh yeah, that Zachary Knighton. That's another nice touch. You don't see a lot of that in whodunits. It's always people trying to say, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Here's this mm -hmm. motherfucker. Like, I did it. And like, you know, he didn't fucking do it. So that, again, it, it, it subverts expectations in a way. Um, I have this in my notes just because mm -hmm. couldn't leave it out. Uh, as Chelsea said. The, the, the teens, they're smart. Uh, while if I were at that age, I don't know if I'd be uh, confident, mature, open enough to engage in sex in a group atmosphere uh, just for the purpose of saving my life. But let's suspend disbelief for a second. When it's brought to Brittany Murphy's attention, this party's going down. It's called a Hyman Holocaust. And it's yep. like, why wasn't why wasn't that the tagline for this film? Or what not, was the line? Holy Hyman, Batman! They're killing virgins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're, they're they're smart. They're not just waiting like kids and other slashers to get picked up. They're going to get their fuck on, and everybody has to pair up. Um, I think you can do this. I'll, I'll, I'll jump around. I probably was going to save this thought for the end. I think you could remake this movie uh, today and it could get a theatrical release, especially if you're like inclusive and add uh, LGBT youth into it. It, it. it could still work pretty well uh, as well. But, you know, for the early 2000s, you know, just, just like a whole lot of white kids in a freaky Night of the Demons type house trying to get their, their fuck on. And, you know, when, when school lets out and the principal is like, I will discipline anyone that attends the fight. Like, no, what they do outside of school isn't your fucking business. So it, it, it ends up being boned up teenage, teenage riots. Uh, also have in my notes, uh, Brittany Murphy. This is just me. And I'm not, I'm not, King shaming anyone, I'm just saying for me. I don't care for foot stuff. I don't need to see it. I don't like it. Uh, your feet are on the ground. That makes them that much closer to hell. I so, agree. Ditto. Don't like it. Didn't like it. Did it. Everyone that I've been fortunate enough to love upon and be love up loved upon on. Um, my love ended at the ankle. That's it. <laughs> and uh, also at the party, I did like uh, communication has to be an important part of sex, you know, because everyone's starting out as dancing. I, I'm guessing they're white people. They're slow dancing. Who are we going to pair up with? You got to find somebody. Otherwise, you're going to die. So it may not be ideal, but you, you got to find somebody and got to work it out. So the negotiation of like one gal wants this guy's CDs and he's like, not my imports. Oh, my God. And she keeps like raising his leg up. I loved that guy. I'm going to be honest. Like I thought he was hilarious. And one more thing I'll mention about him to interject really quickly is jumping around again when everyone's getting chased and like the stab fest is happening pretty much. Um, I love that him and the, the girl he hooks up with 
are laying there and he sees everybody running and he just puts the covers over them to hide. Did you catch that? I did catch that. I thought yeah. that was a very good comedic moment. But anyway, love that guy. Also, like you, you don't you don't want to be interrupted. You don't really want to stop. Teenage boys, you know, there was a time in my life where like I had been in a car accident and a few hours later I'm like, yeah, my back hurts, but I can still do this. Now I'm 45. No, no, that's not possible. <laughs> but uh, as a young uh, as a young person, you're invulnerable. You need uh, 35 minutes of sleep every night, a uh, 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 sandwich of some kind, two potato chips, and a can of Pepsi, and you're ready to to grab the world by the balls. Um, and and so I get it. Um, the one question, and I know you got to suspend disbelief, is when 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 Brittany Murphy has now confronted her teacher Jay Moore, uh, finds out Jay Moore stuffed Kyle Reese in a trunk. He's the killer. Um, he's revealing what what Brittany Murphy's character is finding out all along that the killer resembles this gal that disappeared from town 25 years ago uh, after being assaulted by four guys and nothing ever happened to, to her uh, assaulters because they were football stars and guys from a good family and nobody would believe the women, which is awful, of course. But, but Jay Moore is, is the product of that uh, non-consensual union and he's back for revenge and he's already taken out uh the principal who was one of the people that uh, assaulted his mother but it turns out he believes and we as the audience have reason to believe kyle reese is his dad he's jody's half brother and uh you know he's dressing up as his mother to to get this revenge so it's kind of psycho in nature uh the grittiness of sleepaway camp which is you know an 80s slasher but not as sleek as something like a nightmare on elm street or a child's play that has some money behind it there there's grit to it and it's playing with this but as as everyone's tied up in his basement how the fuck does kenny know to go to that house to go to his teacher's house oh, late at night i have an answer for this Please do, because I may have missed it. Was it's, it during the feet stuff? Because I tuned out a little bit. A little bit, yeah. It was during the feet stuff, and and he mentions it, I think, a couple of times. Like, when she says she's changed her mind, she's not going to the party. I think he says something along the lines of, oh, you're going to Mr. I don't remember his last name. Um, and he's already mentioned to her before something about flirting with him. So Mr. I think Marliston. Was, yeah. What, Mr. Yeah. And so I think he was just, he probably checked her house first, didn't see her, and then was like, I bet she's there. And then he saw the bike. This is what I get for tuning out during stuff. Yeah. Which means again, it's, would... not, it's not point blank. She's not saying I'm going to his house. I mean, mm. maybe she did and I missed it. But I think it was him just, you know, um, calculating she's not at her house, not at the party. She keeps flirting with this guy or he takes it as flirting. So that's why. So the, the modern day remake, we got to leave out the foot stuff. So everybody pays attention. 
Um, I think the but, plot hole for me is trying to believe Jay Moore is 26, even if he was actually 26 at that time. Jay Moore hairstyles notwithstanding has kind of always looked the same age throughout his career. I, I guess that's what it is, because I can't, even if he was actually 26 at that time, it's hard to process that. Like shortly after this movie came out, he was on a great underrated sitcom on Fox called Action, where he was kind of a smarmy dickhead producer, and it was ahead of its time. But you see a stand-up from you know nearly 20 years after that, still looks the same. Um, but yeah, so they, they, they get away. Uh, Kyle Reese dies, as he does in nearly every movie. Um, and and uh, Mr. Marliston ends up at the Hyman Holocaust, just getting stabby. Pandemonium ensues. I read in the trivia uh, that there were scenes with a lot more nudity, which I like, uh, that had to be cut to avoid an NC-17, like you said, uh, which I, I, I think it would have worked well, because even if you're shy, why are you keeping your drawers on during sex? Have some asses running around. Let, let's see some nipple. It's, it's, it's good. But that's me. I'm a voyeur. Anyway, um, and then, then, then Kenny shows up. And I like that earlier we're seeing Kyle Reese show uh, Brittany Murphy how to do a judo throw. And that's what she does to Mr. Marlis. And she just tosses yeah. his head through a glass door and he goes off a balcony and impales himself right there. Uh, and in true slasher fashion, we have a bit of a setup possibly for a sequel because there, there's time when Kyle Reese goes and, and he goes looking for uh, his, his former victim's home in uh, West Virginia or was it plain old regular Virginia? I think it was regular Virginia if I remember correctly. One of the Virginias. Uh, and, and you kind of see a shadow that maybe she's in the house. Maybe she's not dead. And as, as Brittany Murphy is leaving Cherry Falls at the end of the film, we see that thing where like somebody's watching from across the screen and a bus passes and they disappear. So theoretically, it could have uh, set up a franchise if a lot of things didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, is a problem uh with movies sometimes there's corporate shit that uh we're not aware of uh similarly speaking i saw the poughkeepsie tapes at tribeca uh one year and loved it and then it sat on the shelf for a decade so again after watching this movie not knowing jack shit about it uh, and wanting to find out why i did something i usually don't do too often which is check the IMDb trivia, and I found this. The project was going to be distributed by October Films, a major US independent production company owned by Universal. After filming rap, Universal sold its shares of October Films to Barry Diller in 1999, who merged it with Gramercy Pictures and renamed the company USA Films. When this happened, all hell broke loose. At the time of the movie's impending release, the Senate was having hearings over sex and violence in teen films, it threw a spotlight on the movie and USA Films, being a new company, didn't want their first release to defy what the Senate said they should do. Thus, 
the TV release and it never getting released in theaters in the US. And I'm like, oh, I get it. Jesus Christ. Corporate kowtowing. Could they have held on to it and made some money off of it? Uh, did they recoup by putting it on TV? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, Do I, don't know I feel that if this got re-released now or for say the 25th anniversary in a couple of years would it find an audience i believe that it would i believe people like you uh now people like myself would get some like-minded friends if it was screening uh at an alamo draft house or a nighthawk or at a drive-in if you're fortunate enough to live in a place that has them and you're like, okay, let's go see it together. If Joe Bob Briggs showed it on the last drive-in, would this movie finally get its just due? As art frequently does, way after the fact, because something was ahead of its time? Yeah. I think so. What do you think? I think so. I That's one reason I'm so happy it's on Shutter right now, because I was even just looking again and like bloody disgustings writing articles on it now people are tweeting i haven't seen this before thanks shutter like wow this is um this is wild uh somebody actually referenced uh malignant you'll like this the killer in cherry falls walked so gabriel could run <laughs> <laughs> so so i'm happy to like see these tweets about oh yeah michael kennedy who's one of my favorite people in the entire world who wrote freaky um has been tweeting about it like crazy so people are uh, are posting re video reviews so i'm really hoping that at least um shutter uh is giving it that revival and that cult status with horror fans and the type of horror fans that you know are on shutter and everything and and are passionate about the genre and then it'd be really cool to see places like you know, like Nighthawk or Alamo doing um, screenings, if possible, like you said, maybe for the 25th anniversary. Um, because Brittany Murphy is one of those people, too, that we know how it is when someone dies young, their status grows significantly, especially when they've died under mysterious circumstances. Um, and it's tragic to lose somebody like Brittany Murphy. And I think this is such a fun movie that she's in. And I think it it does put her on screen queen status, like you said. To be the the chase scene was fantastic. All the chase scenes and all of her screaming and everything. So yes, I agree. I think it's it's already finding its new audience. Um, and I'm just so excited to see people watch this like bonkers movie. Uh, after 22 years, it's crazy. I I don't even remember the first year I watched it. I know I was probably in middle school. Um, I'm going to guess if it was on the USA network, it was probably after an episode of Rizzoli and I was. Oh yeah, exactly. Like it would just randomly be on, you know how, uh, like some TV networks will play wow. random moves. No. Um, like at five or six in the morning, like on a weekend morning, I just remember my out, my sleeping hours being crazy as a middle schooler and teenager, mostly because of the, uh, believe it or not my classes not because of partying <laughs> um right. because of my homework <laughs> um I'm, I'm very anti-watching 
movies yeah. edited for television and with commercial interruption. Well, so, Shutter's it's good exposure, though. I mean, yeah, it no. exposed me to a lot of these movies. No, abs- I, I, I don't argue with your process. I'm just saying it doesn't work. So, yeah. like, some, yeah. something, something like Tubi that has that is not edited for TV and then just bust out a commercial. Like, okay, I'll go. Exactly. Um, going Pluto back to what, and stuff like that. It's yeah, fine. Go going back to what you said. I think Michael Kennedy of Freaky would be perfect to write a remake. <gasps> for he this would. Film. So I'm tweet him. Uh, Michael, do I, it. When 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 uh, I I I'll I'll tag him when we post this episode. Uh, like you know, hey hey hey, just mm-hmm. just send just send me a crew jacket. You can have this idea. Um, but that that's the thing that I love about the horror community always have always will uh, this community finds those forgotten gems that are cast aside by, by mainstream society uh, by the academy sometimes by the studios them, themselves they pick them up they dust them off uh, tell them they love them, they nurture them, they show them to others, they help them to grow. And that's one of the things that places like Shutter. Uh, it's one of the great things about social media that you know you can you can take this uh, otherwise neglected piece of art and and show it the love and, and get people behind it because opinions will, change there was a time when halloween 3 was reviled by my mm, generation mm-hmm. and now it's like you know what it's a standalone film it's fucking good so it's a beautiful thing to see that happen and it's one of the things that keeps me in love and and figuratively kissing on this community uh, because of it so I, I know i've recommended movies to you you've recommended movies to me and the overwhelming majority of the time we come out of that like god damn that was a good time i want to i want to say um obviously this will be after this episode will come out after valentine's day but again just to show um it's revival i think it's going to get michael kennedy is actually hosting a valentine's day shutter uh watch party with april wolf who you know from black christmas and yes. a couple of others that's really cute i may do that um tomorrow but um of this film yeah all right cool because i will say you also recommended uh valentine to me which i saw <gasps> the streaming a I while love back. valentine is it streaming i believe it was on Tubi. Oh, uh, I when would, I watched it, I would watch the shit out of that again. I love Valentine. Maybe but I'll do that tomorrow. Th- but that's the thing. I asked you, I'm like, all right, I've never seen this movie. Should I watch it? I'm like, you'll enjoy it if you're not looking for it to be good. So exactly. I watched it. So I watched it not looking for it to be good, and I enjoyed it. So some you need a friend like <laughs> Chelsea who yes. knows what you like and can go, hey. If you go into it with this mindset, it's good. The way I'll do for you, where it's like, hey, I think you're going to like this movie. The dog gets got. You're like, well, okay, I know that in advance. It's like, now I can go into it. And it helps. It so thank you for this tutorial, Chelsea. Thank you for watching it. I have not 
talked about this movie to anyone. <laughs> so it's very exciting to have someone to talk to about it because it's just so fun. Because you, you probably got a lot of reactions similar to mine the first time of like, I've never heard of this thing. What the fuck are you talking about? Mm -hmm. And it was just one of those movies. There's a lot of horror movies that I was able to get my friends growing up to watch, but there was always a little bit of a weird line. Like there were ones I knew they were either not going to like, or as pompous as it sounds, not going to get. Um, and I would just intentionally not recommend them. Cherry Falls would be one of those. I just don't think a lot of my friends would have actually liked it or found where to watch it. <laughs> so That too. Now, here, here's where more of my ignorance comes in. Because I don't pay attention to celebrity personal lives. So I know Brittany Murphy died. Mm -hmm. What I was never aware of was that it was mysterious circumstances. So could you please enlighten me on shit that I never paid attention to? Uh, yeah, happy to. So I may, I may get some of it uh, wrong just because I haven't, like, I think a documentary came out about her life and death recently and it just felt a little gross to me. So not, not really into that, but she, it, it could be your turn to be wrong about something on the podcast. I've been wrong about a lot of shit and then you've, oh, yeah. That's so true. if you're <laughs> but... wrong on these instances, I don't know better to correct you. So you're already ahead of the game. Exactly. If, any of, like, if, oh. if any of our listeners want to say, no, that's not what happened with the Brittany Murphy's um you know let us know because i don't she um so it happened in 2009 i remember it happened soon before christmas and um i'm just pulling up the wiki now because i i just don't want to get like things about her death wrong but the reason it was a mystery is or is still a mystery she went into cardiac arrest and died um they believe that it was uh, from, I'm just looking, they found a range of over-the-counter and prescription medications in her system, likely treating a cold or respiratory infection. But then there uh, was a toxicology report and, a re and also um, an investigation or analyzing in the house and they found toxic mold uh, in her house, her fiance, or sorry, her husband, uh, died a month later under similar circumstances, which is what led them to the mold, I believe. But uh, I think her mother was not completely convinced, um, that that was what killed her daughter. Um, so there was just a lot of back and forth. It looks like, um, now and she believes that the toxic mold did kill her daughter and son-in-law. Um, and she filed a lawsuit against attorneys who represented her in an earlier suit against the builders. Um, yeah, so it, it's, it's really sad. I know a lot of people, you know, think that, I think there were some really bad conspiracy theories that her husband killed her. Um, and then for him to die, I think it was like to the day a month later. Um, and of similar, you know, symptoms was very freaky. And then I remember there were crazy conspiracy theories about her mother doing it. Um, kind of, it was almost Marilyn Monroe-esque and the, and, you know, you, you don't want to look at a real life and very unfortunate tragedy without an explanation. 
and um sometimes things are just not going to be fully explained uh sorry going off on a soapbox there um are there ever any good sane conspiracy theories right and it's also it's just one of those things where it's like this doesn't change what happened she's dead her husband is dead like this something tragic happened um and I mean, somebody, if anybody watched the Brittany Murphy documentary on HBO Max and thinks it was actually made with in good faith, then let me know because the trailer felt like it was very much in bad faith and um, very, uh, again, Marilyn Monroe-esque on like, you know, what the mysteries surrounding her death are. Um, so yeah, it just feels a little icky to me. She was very young. I think she was... Um, look right now she's in her 20s i know that she or no she wasn't sorry she was 32 still very young um but yeah so that's that's what happened okay thank you for educating me on this i am considering watching movies with her in it that i had only watched uh once before like don't say a word Um, oh i did like don't say a word because like she was good in it but you know uh, Michael Douglas, I, I, even though this wasn't revealed this time, I, I, I take umbrage with the comments of Michael Douglas, who after a lifetime of smoking develops throat cancer and in a selfish self-diagnosis says, oh, it came from eating pussy. Fuck you, Michael Douglas. Do not slander pussy in my presence like that. Did he really say that? By by my presence, I mean where my ears can hear your claims. Yes, yes. And what every smoker that gets cancer that I know of, it's never the smoking that causes the cancer. It's because no, never. They were on a naval ship that caught fire and they were stuck on the fire. And that was when they were in their 20s. And now they have lung cancer when they're in their 60s. It's it's never, you know, like, hey, my dad was a famous actor and I've smoked all my life, but it's all the pussy I've been eating. No. I, that's so awful, even if he meant that as a joke, because hasn't it come out that he's like kind of a creep? But it's look at him. <laughs> I know it's like, does it need to come out? Um this became a slandering Michael Douglas uh podcast. Uh I'm I'm I'm, I'm not slandering him. I know he made he made that statement. Oh, he's, yeah, saying, he said it himself. It's it's a wrong it's a wrong statement. I'm saying pussy should always be spoken of in a positive manner. I do want to say something from our from our former movie club that I thought was very amusing was during our we would have a theme and the theme of that time was stars who were taken from us too soon and our dear friend picked Brittany Murphy as a star and picked Girl Interrupted. She was good in that too. Yeah, she dies in that one. I just thought it was very, it was a little ironic. <laughs> I don't know if it's ironic. It, it, it's uh, not as to be expected as Kyle Reese, who died in everything. Okay, ex- don't correct my humor. It's just, it was just a funny statement. <laughs> well, I also picked a movie with a character that died um, and an actor that was also dead because that was the theme. It was my theme, actually. I picked The Crow with Brandon Lee, so he, unfortunately, is not alive anymore. And I frequently wonder, wouldn't all of our lives be better if he played all of the action movie roles that Keanu Reeves has played? 
Dear God, you're taking it there. I don't think that's as I don't think that's as funny though as picking girl interrupted because Brandon Lee's like the whole thing is tragic. But like Brittany Murphy and her wide range of films, and she went for the one where you know Brittany Murphy dies. It it was just, I don't know, someone else is gonna find it funny too. I'm just saying. I'd rather watch Girl Interrupted than any of the uh numerous romantic comedies that she was in she's very good in writing in cars with boys okay but i'm talking about her movies bazinga oh wow ha okay what that's a movie no yes it's a movie i wouldn't know oh i thought you were then your joke isn't as funny because i thought you were making a joke about it being a title and she also died in prophecy too that's she came back for a little bit though all right we're off the rails would you have us any other way (laughs) should we stay on the rails do our listeners stick around this deep in the podcast for us not to just be vamping and talking shit like (laughs) very true very true all right. So where, again, thank you for this, but where can the people find you if they want to find you and correct you about uh, what actually happened to Brittany Murphy, if one of them knows the truth? <laughs> I'm scared I'm going to get some conspiracy theorists. Um, if, if there's some mold expert out there that can tell you it was the start of Rona, I don't know. <gasps> oh, no. Anyway, um, <laughs> but uh, you can find me on instagram and twitter when you type in chelsea bennington i am right there cool you can check out spooky doings improv on facebook spooky doings on instagram and i'm on twitter at rick guzman 718 and we're having fun and we're watching movies and Mm -hmm. we're thanking shutter uh for allowing us to see this film and rekindling uh the, the the wonderment for Chelsea bringing in a new fan like myself and for any of our listeners that have Shutter and haven't watched this movie go watch the fucking movie you're gonna have a good time you're you're gonna wonder like you're you're gonna look back at your life and when you lost your virginity and think to yourself well at least Jay Moore wasn't running through my house <laughs> or or wherever it was that you lost your virginity. If it was in a similar way to this movie where it was in what was called the Hyman Holocaust, I would be very interested to hear. Not the gritty details, though. Right. Just, just the location. Yeah, uh, high-level facts. Nothing. High, like, yeah. Like a house party, a city bus, uh, on the float in a Macy's Day Thanksgiving parade. Whatever you got, just let us know the spot. Didn't mean for that to rhyme. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> You heard it from Chelsea. I'm very funny. That made my fun. I didn't say very. I said that was funny. (laughs) Hush your face. I'm kidding. I love you, Chelsea. I love you. All right. And to our dear listeners, in the meantime and in between time, everybody stay good, stay healthy, stay spooky. See ya.